This podcast is brought to you by StoreMaven. I won't lie, I am an employee at StoreMaven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, we have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app. We're here to help you do it. When starting a mobile, you just kind of find this balance between the analytics you do and the analysis of the market you do, and then you kind of want to innovate. This, I would say, is a driver of growth. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by StoreMaven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm joined today by Mary Phil Manchuk, who, uh, actually, I'll let you introduce yourself first, Mary, and then uh, and then we'll kick off the episode. Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, thank you for having me. So I'm uh, Mary Phil Manchuk from Minsk, Belarus. And I am currently director of marketing at Apollon. And I've been doing mobile marketing for almost a decade now. So <laughs> happy to join and happy to share my thoughts. Just about as long as it's existed. So actually what we, uh, you know, what we wanted to talk about today, usually we talk about growing a specific mobile app and the strategy around growing a specific mobile app. But today we wanted to talk about growing a career in mobile and growing yourself within the world of mobile, which of course Mary has done. Um, so I guess, you know, first of all, let's, let's start with Apple you've been there for over six years now. Um, how would you describe your, uh, your journey at Apple on in, in one word or one sentence? I'll give you a sentence. Um, uh, let's say it's uh, self-learning, uh, self-improvement, something like that. So uh, they usually say that if you work uh, for a long time at one place, then at a certain point you kind of come up to the point that there's nothing new for you, there is nothing challenging you, and then you just kind of decide that you want to try something more and go some somewhere else but for me Apple was uh ever changing ever evolving uh company and so was my place here and I was also uh challenged a lot and um improved I guess a lot I hope so <laughs> it seemed like it um let's let's go back to the beginning and start kind of how did you first break into the world of mobile? What was the first role like? Yeah. So after I graduated university as a Chinese translator, I decided that uh, I don't want to be a full-time Chinese translator. It's it's not my dream job. And I decided that it sounds kind of not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was really passionate about mobile, about technologies, gadgets, and so on. So I decided, why won't I try something in this sphere? And I started my first job as 
something called marketing manager at a small mobile game studio. But this was actually everything you can imagine for an online mobile game from uh, community management, uh, tournament organization, um, and also store optimization. So pretty everything we have uh, that days. Uh, and this was awesome because I had uh, um, experience in different spheres, different skills, and I uh, was able to try myself in different verticals. And then I decided that mobile marketing in the place where I'm like most interested in, and this uh, this was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say was uh, you know it's. I think the mobile industry and marketing specifically has changed a whole lot in the past 10 or so years. Um, what, what, you know, thinking back to those early days, what would you say is the most different when you're looking back and thinking about the things you were doing day to day? What, uh, what's changed the most? Oh, so everything, pretty, everything changed. So we didn't have uh, that much analytics that day. We didn't have uh, any kind of attribution. <laughs> so uh, we didn't have App Store analytics at all. So it was kind of a blind spot. And it was much more organic, uh, I would say. And it was much more like uh, different from the other world of business. So it was... Um, so for me, it was like mobile was something like standalone for us. Mobile only brands, mobile first companies, some games and apps that existed only with mobile, and very few of them were cross-platform. And it was it was a lot about organic, getting featuring from Apple, getting good relationships. Uh, with Apple, uh, getting some, you know, those uh, websites with uh, games and apps reviews when you wanted to get featured and also those free app a day campaigns. I don't know with... Uh, with <laughs> I remember uh, those. <laughs> even like got uh, an understanding of what it was. So yeah, so those paid apps, free app a day campaigns, something uh, cross promo for apps was huge. It was a bit uh, uh, a bit different than it is today. So today it's more for games, and that day it was also for apps. Um, featured rankings like top uh, overall, top uh, free, top paid was huge, was massive. It was uh, much different than it was today. Than it is today. So you've had to kind of develop. You know, I think the world of mobile marketing, like you said, there wasn't even analytics until 2017, you know, it was a, a whole different ballgame. So as the world changes, you know, your skills as a mobile marketer had to change as well, I take it. Um, can you talk through a little bit, you know, what happened after your first, you gravitated towards growth after touching a whole lot of aspects of mobile? And where to go from there? How'd you kind of take it up to the next step? Oh, so let's try let's let's try to to get there to, to dig there so um, when starting a mobile you just kind of find this balance between uh, uh, the analytics you do and uh, the analysis of the market you do and then you kind of uh, you 
kind of want to innovate because if you're not innovating, if you're not coming up with something uh, completely new for the market, for the app store, uh, like you want to innovate with your ads, with your creatives, you want to innovate with your uh, landing page and how, what you test on your landing page. Uh, so this, I would say, is a driver of growth for, uh, and it was for a long time, uh, and I think it's still um, relates. Agreed. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, even now we see today, obviously iOS 14 has changed a lot. New Google platforms has changed a lot. There's the, you never stop the innovation side. I think it's something maybe a little bit unique to mobile in that there's no, there's no flat zone when you've perfectly figured it out and you can just kind of smooth sail on, on what, you know, uh, and, uh, just, just assume it'll continue to work. So I think that versatility is really important. Um, you know, I guess if we're talking about how, you know, the changes that come and how much you need to be able to adapt and to try what, um, you know, when you're looking at somebody who's trying to enter the world now and, and trying to break into mobile growth and start their career, what's a skill that's a non-negotiable? Meaning at some point you assume a lot of things are going to change and you need somebody who's going to change with it. What's the most important thing to be able to, to have to master in order to be good at your job? Yeah, so uh, I will start with comprehensive skills. So it, it's kind of between comprehensive and communication. So you got to be good at uh, understanding what's going on and what's like your task, what's your job and what's company is doing. And then you got to be good at uh, presenting yourself and you got to be good at advocating your ideas or and your uh, big bets. So it's kind of a communication comprehension uh, mix where you uh, advocate for some marketing activities. So sometimes uh, you would need to describe and you need to uh, sell what you do and why it's important. So I would start with that. And then I also want to mention that it's important not to be afraid of making any mistakes or like... Testing something that's not working, so not 100% tests or like activities will work, but it's important to learn from mistakes. So I would say uh, not to avoid mistakes, but to definitely to learn from them, not to uh, not to make them like the same mistake twice. I totally agree. So let's let's go back to you for a second. You went to Apollon about six years ago. Um, you know, first of all, what what brought you there? You went from kind of a small indie type developer into Apollon have a whole whole lot of apps uh, available. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I've uh, had an opportunity to work with some uh, like best selling Apollon titles that time. Uh, I worked with like calculators, wallpapers, photo apps, uh, whatever apps you <laughs> uh, were popular and were like uh, mass uh, market utility style of app that were uh, kind of, we um, wanted to enhance the user experience with uh, something that is might seem basic at certain point, but uh, certain features were definitely missing at that point with native apps. And this was like the those uh, spots and those places and spheres where we uh, 
could innovate and we could succeed. So I wanted to share this story. I'm not sure that this is something that is uh, usually told or uh, lots of people know. So one of the Apollon's like first apps was Weatherline with uh, weather with animated backgrounds behind the weather. So it was like some kind of a degree and stuff. And then it was animated backgrounds. And it was uh, like released even before Apple come out with those uh, dynamic backgrounds in their native uh, weather. So uh, during even uh, when you're working with something so-called basic and something uh, not, not, you're not, um, expecting uh, somebody to really innovate in something like calculator or weather. But even then, uh, like the team was able to bring something completely new, some completely new experience to, to the mobile phones, to users, that even uh, was then like something close to industry standards. So now we see dynamic backs on the native uh, Apple weather, and it, it wasn't like that all the time. It used to be like this um, blue, uh, background and um, like sun or cloud in this. So uh, it's always a place to innovate. So um, I guess everywhere I, I see mobile games, small games, big games innovate all the time. So um, yeah, I, I, I encourage everyone to think outside the box and to be more, um, I would say, um, probably to try so try something new <laughs> I uh you know I'm interested to hear about what it's like when you have more than one title you know a lot of people get really deep into kind of really knowing their users and really knowing their audience and how do I market this one app to you know in a way that's going to be successful when you're looking at kind of a, a suite of apps and some that are very, very different, and I assume have very different audiences than, uh, you know, than the others, how do you manage something like that at scale? Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of tough, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> uh, as for today, we are kind of a working, so one marketing manager today at Apollon usually works with either one or two really um, close titles. So we don't want um, the person to work with uh, like photo editing app and then uh, weather app. It's, it's kind of hard, as you mentioned, the yes. user <laughs> different audience markets and and. But uh, there were some times that uh, uh, we, yeah, we, we work with completely different titles. I would say that it's um, probably, I think, I, I hope, it's something close than when you work in an agency. And in an agency, you can get uh, a few titles and they will be different and from different like markets and etc. So it's kind of a... Uh, a hybrid between product company with just one product and agency with lots of products. So it's kind of a product company with lots of titles, with broad portfolio. And for marketing manager, it's actually uh, lots of advantages here because you gain experience from different verticals, different markets, different, um, like, it's completely different, um, I would say, topics. So for me, uh, like health and fitness, entertainment, weather, utilities, it all sound familiar. And 
luckily I have uh, marketing managers who specialize in uh, each uh, topic right now. But uh, for us, it's yeah. I feel it's closer to like some kind of an agency than to company with one product. So how do you get? Uh, you know, I think maybe it's challenging, especially before you actually start working in the world of mobile, to imagine working on a product that you're not uh, straight out of the bat super excited about. You know, you're not the target user for the product that's coming through. How do you manage to? to kind of build that passion, to be excited about growing an app, even if it's not the genre or the type of app that you yourself would normally download and interact with? Yeah, uh, so um, part of this is probably uh, working with user reviews, user feedback, uh, and everything that happens on on the market. So when you see users uh, writing really five-star reviews, how they enjoy the product, what they feel, like how it is like life-changing, how it's making their life better. You just can't resist uh, <laughs> thinking that your product is something unique, something worse, uh, and some, something good. So I would say closer connection to users, more those uh, UX tests, uh, creative tests, more... Uh, kind of a uh, uh, cast dev um, thing will help you to build this connection and to become closer with your like target user. And it, 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 with this connection, you just can't be ignorant to uh, to your product. And then you always strive to make this better, to improve it, to uh, provide more value to just to 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 do more to so uh and you always uh so when you innovate and when you test it's always for me it's always something like interesting whether my hypothesis will work or no so it's kind of a interesting to uh understand uh how well do you know your users how well can you predict what works and what not. So it's also kind of a challenging and it's also kind of a bringing you to this uh, actual work and uh, making you work harder and making you strive for more. I have to say it always breaks my heart when I have something that I think is going to work so well and I look at it and I love it and I'm like, this is what we should have been doing from the start and then it fails miserably. It's like the, you you can't help but take it personally. You're like, but but it was perfect. Why didn't it work? Yeah, but next time when it works, it's such a pleasure to understand that you did something that actually like performs well and you did a great job. So it's worth it, I guess. Yeah, as long as it's like you said, as long as you can figure out from there why your uh, your perfect dream didn't work out and make sure not to do it again, then you get the the ultimate satisfaction of having actually figured it out and cracked the code. Um, you know, I'd love to hear a little more about the differences between being somebody who's a little more entry level in mobile growth, uh, to going into a more senior, more director level position, you know, what shifts when you're moving out of what shifts in the day to day when you're moving out of uh, an entry level role, what shifts in kind of the skills and, and the way that, uh, you're measured. How does that no, I, I'd love to hear. I think you've also built uh, built a fair amount of people up and, and teams up. So I'd love to hear more about that from your perspective. Yeah. So uh, when you grow as a specialist, uh, for me, it's uh, on the one hand, hand like a higher responsibility of uh, 
of your actions. So when you start, it's usually you get the task, you get it done, and that's all. You don't uh, have responsibility for like the product uh, performance. And the higher you get, the more uh, responsibility you have. So you're uh, kind of a um, the person who. who who is responsible for for the performance and for everything? And uh, to add, um, besides responsibility, I would say that um, the more like the higher level you are, the more sorry to <laughs> say it one more time, but the more innovation and the more like something outside the box is needed for this position. So you gotta have this more long-term vision. So you need to think not just for like months above or like, a few months above, uh, but you gotta think in like years perspectives you gotta see these market trends that are just starting now but they will uh, emerge in the year and a half year in a few years so you gotta have this more uh higher level vision and um more strategic vision i would say and this is totally uh what what you need to have when you're on a higher level position do you think that innovation is a skill you can uh, you can gain, you can train in, you can improve, or is it something that you just innately have? I definitely think that everyone can innovate. It just depends on the approach. For some, it will be something like more natural and uh, coming by itself. And for others, it will be uh, researching more, uh, gaining more knowledge about the market, the competitors, everyone else, and just um, bringing those uh, crazy hypotheses. But it, it just, uh, for some people, it comes out of nowhere. And for some people, it just comes from the knowledge they have, the experience they have, the skills they have so the more uh experienced you are um the more like kind of a blank spots you see and you can um, and you can move there i like that so basically if you're not born uh, with that that kind of gift and i'm sure we all know people who just uh the ideas come out you have no idea where they came from but they're amazing it's it comes to Knowing the more you know, the more you're able to build your knowledge and see what not just you're doing, but I'm sure it comes to, you know, knowing your product really well, your users really well, but also learning so much more about the industry, the platforms, what people are trying, maybe outside of your direct space. It inherently opens up your your kind of mind to other things that are happening and how you could translate that back into what you're doing. So I think that's a, that's a very good tip. <laughs> um, you know, I... Definitely in the beginning, I think anybody who's been in mobile growth as long as you have can relate to this idea that you start out doing everything. You're doing, you know, social community, ASO, paid, some product even, you know, reviews, everything there. Nowadays, now that we have a little bit more, I guess, refinement in different ways that we look at growth and there's kind of set efforts and set strategies, do you think it's better for somebody entering in to specialize in one area, you know, specialize in organics or specialize in creatives or specialize in paid, or to try to tap into uh, everything, maybe not on as in-depth a level, but on a, on a broader scale? So this would be my opinion, and I 
don't want to say that this is like the 100% true and this can relate to anyone, but I would say try as more as you can and uh, like um, get as more comprehensive understanding of the market and how things correlate with each other. So um, it looks for me right now that you can't do just like, I'm just doing organic or I'm just doing like brand awareness or something. Everything is connected. Everything will like impact uh, one each other. So uh, sometimes you will uh, go hard on user acquisition and your organics will go down. And uh, at the same time, you will like really be successful in brand awareness and then your user acquisition will uh, show better results. So it's everything connected. And as long as you understand how to impact uh, your like funnel and what's the best place to focus on right now with your app, because it's sometimes uh, we have some... Um, pieces of the funnel that were super focused and refined and tested and and so on and on the other like um, on the other step it's not optimized at all so uh as long as you see the like complete picture of how users interact with your app and how they know it and how they then build relationship with it. Uh, so you will be better at uh, prioritizing what to do next and what, what's important. So yeah, I would definitely say that uh, it was uh, like being a good specialist in something like the narrow field, but uh, it's unreal to get there without understanding the whole market and all the relationships between uh, like everything we do in marketing grows, user acquisition, abstract organization and stuff. So uh, I would uh, say that you can start with anything, but after some time, it's better to build your own complete picture of everything and how things relate. Yeah, I mean, definitely you see you see that in uh, places where things are very, very separate. You know, when one team is completely dedicated to, say, buying search ads and a whole other team is completely dedicated to organic performance and another team is, is focusing on product marketing. And when you have all those differences... You see the pain, you know, you can see it in the, as a user, you can see a, a company that's not telling one cohesive story. And you can see the fact that no matter what you do, your actions can't possibly achieve things alone, right? Because you're not, if you're not aware of what else is going on. So I guess, you know, one of the takeaways that I'm hearing from you also is not just, you know, even if you are specializing, let's say you're starting out in, in uh, the organic discovery department and that's your focus and that's what you're measured on you still want to make sure that you're not alone there and only focusing on that so that can be the skill you're working in day to day but if you're not going to the other departments and building the full story of this is what we're doing as a company as an app you're you're blocking yourself you have a ceiling you can hit because you can never go farther than what you know is available within your own box yeah, and this is what we mentioned about those comprehensive skills and also communication skills. So you got to uh, bring your understanding to other teams, other departments, if you're working separately. And you got to build those relationships between organic paid uh, and everything else. So as long as you have the, like, good relationships and you all work on the same, like you're all working in one direction, it's not... Uh, um, 
they're not contradict with each other, uh, then I guess your your personal work work will be multiplied. Will like you'll see much better results. Yeah, I have to say, I think it's a common thread of a lot of people who uh, you know who I've spoken to on the podcast is. At some point, they'll tell you that part of their success is not only focusing on X or making sure they work really closely with this team, this team, and this team. I think it's uh, it's uh, it's funny because it sounds obvious when you say it out loud, but I think it can be really hard to do when you have a lot of KPIs that you're focusing on and a lot of people that you're focusing on in one specific department to remind yourself that you have to take it, take yeah, it broader and take it outside. Mm-hmm. This was my thought about how we have so many uh, places to learn how to like technically um, like work with apps and promote them and technically work with app optimization and stuff, but there are much less and much fewer like articles or information about how you build those relationships between marketing product brand and how you uh, communicate with other departments and how you um, how you work on those like it's probably soft skills not hard skills but they are uh, not less important in mobile marketing uh, you, you you can have all of those technical skills and you know how to promote apps and what impacts what. But if you're alone in your like department and everyone ha- hates you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it also it connects to what you're saying about you know the point of innovation is if you're only doing your one thing, you're gonna miss those opportunities because you don't know what's changing elsewhere. You don't see that kind of wait a minute. Here's something that's going on new in the world of. You know, I guess the easiest example right now is is IDFA is really going to change the way paid is uh, is working and performing. And if you're not kind of checking in with UA and seeing from the product side, from the UA side, what people are doing to accommodate that, you can end up missing a lot of very interesting opportunities for how you can create a new branch of work, a new way of working that you never thought of before, because it's not just within your sphere. Yeah. This side. Uh, Changes uh, <laughs> everyone, not just like user position or market managers, but uh, the whole company. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay, let's uh, let's go va- back to the very beginning. If you could change anything about kind of what you've done uh, in the last you know seven, eight, nine years, uh, is there anything you change? Um, that's. Uh, let's see. Uh, can I say no? <laughs> <laughs> you can say no. <laughs> it's a good. It's a. It's a sign of a of a happy life. I think if uh, I would probably uh, start some activities, and I would probably work on something that we're working right now much earlier. So uh, it's when you want to. Uh, have more time on something so you don't want to be like the last mobile company to bring something to the market so it's probably not about something that we did or uh, haven't done but about like the timing so i think some things might uh, might be like uh, uh, might have been started or early let's say like that all right, so nothing that you would change except uh, sometimes speeding it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Uh, speed is super important in mobile. It's like uh, sometimes uh, you've got to be there 
like first, or you gotta make some changes very uh, like time specific, or you'll be like the, uh, you'll, you'll be missing the whole uh, market or the whole trend or something. It's like uh, when, for example, this year uh, new iOS released and there were like widgets, and those companies who were ready day one with their widgets and they made something uh, to promote those, they got all the hype and they got all the success. And if you come up today with widgets in your app, it's it's almost... uh, You're not impressive. Of course you've done. You should have a widget. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I hear you. So maybe it's better sometimes even to just uh, go fast and make mistakes, release something that's not perfect, rather than uh, kind of perfect your model and wait until it's too late. Uh yeah, it, it's it, it's always better to like um, try things and uh see what's working and then improve them, enhance them. So I would say that less is more sometimes, and uh sometimes you don't want to make some things perfect. You just want them to be something like an MVP, and you want them just to show the functionalities, show. Uh, show what's important and then you'll have enough time to enhance it but uh, if you test uh, yeah I think it's a like one of my constant advice to marketing managers not to strive for like the pixel perfect creatives pixel perfect everything it's better test iterate and get learnings than to work on some concept like for a few months and then uh it will be outdated by by then that's uh it's a really good point i just spoke to uh, somebody from soundcloud last week and she was saying the same thing get MVPs out that you can test and at least get the direction of this is what works before you invest a ton of resources in developing something only to find out after that it's not actually what you needed to be doing. Yeah, because you need learners to prioritize, to, 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 to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, uh, I think it's a really important tip. Uh, and sometimes also maybe it's, a, it's an advantage of not always you know, being able to be a little bit more spread out and not focusing on just one product and just one audience, because it gives you that ability to understand, you know, it's okay if a tiny detail isn't in place and it's okay if this isn't, you know, to the quality that we're used to having it, because what I need is, is data right now. And then I can iterate after. Yeah. And there's like this, uh, 80% and 20% rule. And then sometimes for some people, there's like, uh, 98 and 2% rule, <laughs> so 98% ready, and then they will, uh, work and like make it pixel perfect and they will uh, spend lots of time on those 2% that will absolutely not impact performance but uh, you gotta uh, you gotta be uh, you gotta make sense of those when you need to stop when it's good enough that's uh it's good advice which brings me into the you know well into the quick fire round and kind of connects to the first question so you can repeat yourself if you want but if you can give just one tip to, uh, you know, an aspiring mobile growth marketing uh, person, what would it be? Yeah, so for this, I would say that um, find yourself a mentor or some more senior person that you can rely on and you can uh, discuss something. So 
uh, it's something like uh, if you are fortunate to have your like community around you and your uh, close group of mobile marketers, then it's it's great. It's totally fine, and you're lucky there. But if you're just starting, it's not uh, obligatory to have this community. Uh, it would be enough if you have just one uh, senior person to help you to choose your first job to. Um, choose your what to expect and what what to focus on while you're working and like your areas to grow your like most needed skills to grow on the next step so i would say find some somebody you can uh, ask for advice i love that you start it before you actually take the first job you know don't go into the job and then find the mentor but find somebody who's going to make sure you're not uh you're not going to make it you know a misstep even before you start it's a good tip yeah, and I would say that uh, mobile community is super, like, I would say it's inclusive and it's super nice and everyone's willing to help. So I don't think it would be any hard to find somebody who is uh, eager to help you. I also think the mobile community is one of the most uh, just sharing vocal communities that uh, that I've encountered, at least uh you know, um, people are really, really happy to kind of help give a bit of a, a bit of advice there. Yeah. So I wanted to share that the amount of information, uh, that's outside and you can, uh, read and you can learn it's uh, outstanding. You can, uh, really get the profession, become a like full proficiency with mobile marketing just by reading the right sources and the right blogs and right, uh, um, books, I would say. I right, speaking of your favorite uh, mobile growth resource. Yeah, so like the first one for me is definitely your ASO like blog guidelines and etc. I really enjoy oh, them. Chefs. I think they're, <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're uh, they're really good. So I would totally suggest everyone who's just starting or who wants to improve the knowledge, like the basic understanding of uh, how things work. Uh, this is really a good source. And then goes ASO uh, uh, stack, I guess, uh, how they call it. So you, you gotta learn like some news that's happening and some interesting use cases. So this is a good place to go. They have mobile growth stack and app store optimization stack. So both of them are really uh, good. And also uh, mobile dev uh, memo uh, blog, it's it's outstanding and, and uh, the content is uh, timely and it's uh, sometimes even above the time. So <laughs> you 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 just uh, uh, haven't um, understand something yet, so you just haven't uh, caught the trend yet, and they're already on it. So uh, this. Uh, will be helpful to get this higher level uh, understanding of what's going on in the market. So it's not about uh, tips and tricks, but it's more about understanding the overall landscape. Who is one person that, uh, you know, again, when the world goes back to normal and we can do these kinds of things, but who's the one person in the kind of growth world that you'd want to take out for lunch and why? Uh, so I think I will answer like a little bit different from from the from what you asked. 
I would love to see my team actually <laughs> in the real life. So we haven't uh, met uh, since uh, like spring, uh, and we haven't uh, haven't had the opportunity to talk to each other outside of the Zoom conference. So uh, instead of uh, having a lunch with somebody I don't know, but I'm kind of curious, but I don't know. I would be really happy to like see my actual team and to talk to them. I miss this a lot, like the real, real world communication. <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. I actually just saw my team for the first time in ages uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was, it was amazing. You forget, uh, you know, when you're only communicating about work over digital and whatever, you forget how much comes out of actually being being together in the same space. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope for the better. Yeah, for the- yeah. <laughs> Soon, hopefully. All right. The most important question, Mary, is what is your favorite kind of pancake? Uh, let's say blueberry ones. Uh, it's a good choice. I miss blueberries. Okay, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you if they want to hear more or see what you're up to? Yeah, please reach out and don't hesitate to reach me out. I'm uh, available at LinkedIn or in uh, those Slack communities I've mentioned. Uh, always um, happy to help, discuss, and, and just uh, communicate. Yeah communication is a key. (laughs) Thank you so much. And that was Mobile Growth and Pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve app store performance, visit storemaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at StoreMaven, thanks for listening.